Hey, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to the Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. Today's film is The Piano Teacher, a 2001 film directed by Michael Haneke and based on a novel of the same name by Alfred Jelinek. It is a psychological drama that follows the story of Erica, a strict and emotionally repressed piano teacher, played by Isabel Huppert. Set in Vienna, the film delves into Erica's complex and disturbing relationship with her student, Walter Klemmer, played by Benoit Magimel. The Piano Teacher is a challenging and deeply unsettling exploration of desire, power dynamics, and repression. It tackles taboo subjects and offers a raw and unflinching portrayal of human sexuality. The film was met with critical acclaim for its exceptional performances, masterful direction, and its unapologetic examination of the darker aspects of human nature. This was Branson's break. Branson, why did you pick this film? I picked this film because I wanted to have a discussion uh, about Michael Haneke. This film is one that I personally wanted to revisit. It's one that you introduced to me, and it's one that stuck with me. It was one of my favorites that you gave to me. Uh, It lived up to the hype that I remember and in some ways surpassed it because there's stuff in this film that I think my brain tries to forget and then is forced to remember every time. But ultimately, I am really attracted to this film. I'm really attracted to kind of the psychosexual drama and tension between these characters. And I also am a sucker for a good classical piano soundtrack. I mean, the Schubert in this movie is uh, incredible. But in all seriousness, buoyed by... Isabel Huppert's incredible performance. You probably, like me, can find it hard to get this film out of your head once you watch it. The first time I ever watched this film, I told myself immediately after, I was like, oh, well, I'm never watching that again. But it, like you said, it really sticks with you. And there's so many just amazing, iconic scenes, unforgettable scenes with Isabel Huppert, who's amazing. And watching it a second time, since I knew what was going to happen, I was able to find it a little bit more entertaining and I was less bewildered and more invested in the plot. Like I was focused more on the motivations and what drove the character of Erica to do these things. Because I think the first time I watched this film, I just felt it was wild and these things were coming out of left field almost. But I think it's a film that definitely deserves multiple viewings and uh, you're definitely rewarded for that Uh, but who would you say the film is for it's easier to say that this film is not for most people i think if you like michael haneke's work or frankly if you like ari aster's work if you like films about psychology i think that this is a really fascinating film for you but ultimately i think that you have to be prepared to feel uneasy you have to be willing or interested in seeing the darker side of human psychology and sexuality Um, it's not a horror film but i think the overall psychology and vibe of the film leaves you really 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 uneasy so if you're an Isabelle Huppert fan you've probably already seen this movie and if you haven't then it's mandatory I also think if you're interested in seeing a, a great film that really depicts well the classical music world I think this is a great pick I kind of like dipped my toes into that world a little bit growing up I, I played cello for basically my entire adolescence up until I was about 21 I was never a professional, but I 
I played amongst professionals and went to my town's college and everything. And that world just can feel so intense and high drama. And the character of Anna, I could easily see how this sort of environment would create a character like Anna, who's extremely anxious. And this is her whole entire existence is riding on this recital. But similarly with Erica, Isabella Pair's character, when you're at this position in this world at this skill level, you have so much authority. You could get away with murder, which she gets away with violently destroying her students hands. If you come, you have experience in the classical musical world or you're interested in it. And also one that features a lot of great music. I think this is the film for you. The music in this movie, I really love it. And to your point about her intensity, we've seen this on film before and I wouldn't be surprised if if her performance in this film inspired other hyper artistic standard characters in film like in Black Swan or J.K. Simmons Mm -hmm. character in Whiplash. These people that are just like, you do not miss a note every little mistake is a big red mark i i struggle with this movie because i am weirdly attracted to it and i think i need to see a therapist (laughs) so like i said i thought i would never watch this again and i felt very disturbed after the first viewing but i think about this film a lot and the scenes in it they really stick with me and it's hard to choose a favorite scene because there's just so many memorable ones but re-watching it i don't know i i didn't feel disturbed the second time. I actually enjoyed it. Do you think this film is sexy? I do. Yeah. Particularly, I think the first hour of the seduction between uh, Walter and Erica is just, oh, I love it. And when I first watched the film, I was like, oh, I would have rather just watched this love story between them. Like, why did the film have to take this weird turn? But no, when I watched it, like, this is so appropriate. And this just feels more real. And if it went the route of just a teacher and student falling in love, you know, something like Notes on a Scandal, wouldn't have the same incredible impact. I mean, my favorite scene is in the bathroom when they first embrace each other. And at that point, it's just pure seduction, lust satisfaction but then it starts to get a little weird and that's when the film switches she has these very specific sexual demands that she asks from him and he's just ready for a romance like i want to kiss your neck you know let's let's get away this weekend he's a romantic and she has a very specific list of things she wants him to do to her and that's when the film takes a turn it's funny the first time i watched it i was just so pulled into the attraction between them. And I think it was just great casting. Isabel Huppert is at the top of her game. And Michael Haneke has said he would not have done the film without her. He's said before, he's not even that good at French, but he makes so many French movies because he loves working with her. <laughs> he's an Austrian mm-hmm. guy. So German is his first language and he's made a couple great uh, German language films. But to a lot of people, she plays this stone faced, cold teacher who, you know, we kind of see this we're always hoping that this warm early 2000s, like NSYNC hair, blonde, highlighted, fresh faced, younger, but not child, right? Young guy is going to kind of melt her heart because he seems so sweet and gentle. And so there's this classic fire and ice dynamic that we're dealing with that's so compelling. But then once we get past the scene in the bathroom where all of a sudden she starts to reveal that she's got some kinks that may fascinate Freud that... All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, maybe this isn't fire and ice at all. Maybe this is she's plasma from the sun and he's he's going to be overwhelmed. I think we need to talk about the mother. She lives with her mother, sleeps in the same bed with her mom. It's a very overbearing relationship. She's calling 
her at work saying, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? It almost feels like carry that relationship in some ways without the religious aspect. And then there's this one scene that I'll never get out of my head with the mother. Which one? The, the scene. Oh, yes. We don't want to spoil. I guess we don't want to spoil, but it's uh, incestual. Again, when I first watched it, I was just so shocked that I couldn't understand it. Now I'm able to see it a little bit more clearly. I mean, what do you think of that character? I think she's kind of what has been referred to as the banality of evil, right? Because I think she's relatable as a helicopter mom early on, and then it becomes more and more malicious. You get a sense of isolation from the mother. The mother, the actress who played her mother is Anna Girardot, and she was super renowned French actress who career spanned it over five decades. So I think probably as French audience, this was a quite shocking role to see her in and the last part of her career. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene is in the locker room after Walter is playing hockey, masculine-esque setting with the bros, and she has to enter into that world. And it's the first time that we actually see her character sort of come after him. You see, you feel the power dynamic shift mm -hmm. because she's been kind of setting the boundaries all this time. And he sort of sucks the air out of the room and forces her hand uh, in a way to, to come after her. And so that's the where the power shifts like she had all the power before and once he rejected her now she's desperate for him and he has all the power as an audience member at this point you're frustrated for him he's been charming and you're driving him nuts and you're a little crazy and that's what makes the following sequence even more shocking to me is when he invades her home and basically fulfills the sexual desires she outlined, but she so obviously does not want this. Not to give too much away, but there's this letter, as you pointed out, where she outlines kind of her fantasy or what she thinks that she would want. But I think the implication, and Michael Hankey spoke in an interview about, is that she's not really had lovers, right? You know, her exposure to sexuality has been through screens, honestly, graphic, pornographic content. Voyeurism. Yeah, and Voyeurism. She watches a couple have sex at a drive-thru theater and pisses by their car. These are the, what you have to look forward to. I want us to mention little droplets like this so that way you can find that. And we're not giving everything away. Either. We're not. There's still so much more. But I did want to ask you, interestingly enough, because someone online posed this question. I thought it was good. Who hurt who? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think that's for the viewer to decide. It's kind of cliche to say it, but hurt people hurt people. The question is, who's more at fault? And that's really tough. She clearly is not innocent throughout any of this. And one of the things that makes this movie so good, so in fact, great to watch, is that you're never sure what she's going to do next. And even when she's committing some of these acts, to revisit one that you mentioned earlier, where she injures her students' hands, there's no fear whatsoever. There's no sense of pause or trepidation. I think it goes back to her power in that world. And that's the thing when they're talking about who possibly did it. And they're like, it's one of the students. We have to find him. This filming reminds me of the great Oscar Wilde quote that everything in the world is about sex. Except sex. That's about power. That's a really good quote to bring up. And I think that this is a film that where sex, politics, power, art, and passion all kind of meet. It's harder for you to stomach than I think anyone would hope. But Agreed. such a good movie and so sexy. I'm sorry. This film, you'd be surprised at how much you kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> 
You'll be a little ashamed too, but don't worry, you're not alone. When I recommended it to you, I included it in a trilogy of doomed protagonists. So is this film Oslo, August 31st, and The Heiress? But no, I do think she's kind of doomed from the start. I don't want to say she's unlovable, but she makes herself unlovable. The Piano Teacher, if you're interested in watching it, is available to stream on HBO Max and the Criterion Channel. You can rent or buy it on Apple TV, Prime Video, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to our episode on The Piano Teacher. We hope you check it out. If you want to recommend a film or reach out to us, our Instagram and Twitter is at Film Exchange Pod. All one word, we'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time.